Welcome to the Exit Coach Radio Show, the show for baby boomer business owners who are looking for cutting-edge information as they plan their 3- to 10-year business succession and exit. Every week, we interview top professional advisors for their best tips, strategies, and precautions so you can be well-planned. And don't miss our one-minute Exit Coach tip of the day on ExitCoachRadio.com. And now, here's your host, the Exit Coach, Bill Black. We're going to launch into our next guest. He's been with us before, and we talked uh, before. We talked about uh, how capital is the lifeblood of every company. So I'm really pleased to welcome back William De Temple. We're going to talk about building a hundred million dollar company. He is the founder of four rapid growth companies in West Palm Beach, Florida. We're going to talk about building a hundred million dollar company um, and how uh, they provide business coaching and training by sharing over 40 years of experience, knowledge, and wisdom to help young companies achieve the success they deserve. William, welcome to the show. Thanks for be- hanging in there with us. <laughs> no problem, Bill. Thanks. Welcome back, and tell us a little bit uh, about your company, Build a $100 Million Company, and how you got the idea to start that. Well, you know, we've been coaching companies for a lot of years now on teaching them how they can grow their company. And last year, I I got frustrated with some of my students teaching them because they were thinking too small. They thought, wow, if I can get to $5 million, if I can get to $10 million, I'll have it made. <clears throat> and the fact of the matter is, um, all you've done is made yourself a, a, a bigger, more responsible job, and you really haven't created a company at that point. You You've just made yourself... A very responsible person. So the whole goal between behind this was I got thinking about it and I thought, you know what, these people need to understand that until they get up around the $100 million mark, they're not hitting the tipping point. They're not getting to the place where they can actually take a month's vacation and not ever call the office during that month, come back and know that the company has grown and it's done well while they've been away on vacation. So I got thinking about it, and I decided to write a new book, which I'm calling You Can Build a $100 Million Company. And in that, I've been sharing it with the students and the people that I'm working with, teaching them how to build their company. And they're all getting extremely excited about the whole idea of having a real target to aim for because they didn't understand the value of growing a company to $100 million. And uh, so we actually have rebranded some of our training and our coaching to build a $100 million company so that they can really start to grasp and get it into their brain that uh, by getting up towards $100 million, they, they can achieve a lot more. And even if they're in a position where they're ready to exit their, their business and they're looking to exit in the next three, five, seven years, um, there's a tremendous amount that they can do to change the whole dynamics of their company and be able to walk out with a lot more capital at the end of the day if they take uh, some of the lessons that we teach younger companies that have got more time to grow and build. Now, I certainly understand um, the, the value of having getting through breaking through the point to where you are truly the owner of the company and everybody else is doing the work and you're the visionary and the and the CEO or the chairman of the board. But why is why is a hundred million dollar the target that you recommend to business owners? Well, 
there's I refer in in the coaching that I do I talk about the eight primary disciplines and the first discipline that every company must have is the founder the owner of the company the person that has the vision and is going to drive the company that's the first primary discipline every company must have that and that's why you see when when uh, a company going strong uh, falters when somebody gets sick or, or passes unexpectedly and, and this thriving company all of a sudden gets lost. It's because they don't have that leadership. The next thing is we talk about is marketing, which is what generates a prospect, sales, which converts a prospect into a customer, operations, which delivers the service or the product that the company is, is selling. Then there's finance, which makes sure that you're actually generating a profit. Then there's human resources, which looks after and makes sure that everybody's being trained properly because training is a very valuable asset that any company must have to retain employees and keep the growth going. Then there's information technology, which is so important because of the web, because of everything that's going on today. If you're not computerized and got a good IT system, you're in trouble. And the last and what I consider one of the most important elements is quality assurance because quality assurance makes sure all the processes, all the controls, everything's put in place. And so you've got to have those eight primary disciplines to succeed. And a company can't afford to hire the, the right level of executives, that many executives, when they're only four, five, eight, ten million dollars. You've got to get the volume up there over fifty million towards a hundred million dollars before you're going to have a really sustainable self growth company. Um, and that's where it happens. That's a good point. So you're going to have to have a, a big budget for ma for good management in each of those areas for top management so that each of those eight areas you mentioned are, are hitting on all cylinders. And, and that's what those are the, the uh, wheels that drive the company. So, uh, a lot of, so a lot of people would say, you know, what, can I do that? I, I understand why I can't get all those managers, but uh, aren't I asking for a lot of complexity? Shouldn't maybe I, I settle for a five or $10 million company? So, I mean, do a lot of people just think wrongly about that? Absolutely correct. Because a lot of times what they'll do is they'll hire somebody that's a junior marketing person and think, well, he's my marketing person. He can handle my marketing. But there's so much more complexity to it than that. And if you don't have a really powerful marketing person that is looking at all aspects of marketing, then you're, you're losing opportunity. And so you really need to hire truly qualified people. And those people cost money. Uh, typically, they're in the six-figure six range of salary. And if a company's only doing $5 million, say, a year, and you're trying to hire seven additional executives that are all seven-figure executives, you know, you're talking probably a million dollars worth of salary, especially by the time you look at all the benefits you add on to it, you're looking probably greater than that. And all of a sudden, you've got 20% of your gross going just to pay for a few people. You can't do it. You've got mm -hmm. to be able to drive your revenue up. And that's what we're teaching and coaching people on is how they can drive the revenue up so they can bring on the right type of people to help them. And so what are the two most important items a business owner needs to build that $100 million company? The first thing is they have to have an end game. You know, so many people go out there and they say, oh, I'm going to build a company. But they, they don't have a target. They don't know what they're shooting for. And if you don't have an end game, and that's why I'm, I talk about building a $100 million company. If you're aiming for $100 million and you only get to $80 million, 
no big deal. You're still going to be very successful. But if you um, are only out there shooting for who knows what, you're never going to get there. And we see this, as a matter of fact, one of the people that I coach, uh, just the other day they were talking about this opportunity they they had, and boy, it was going to be a nice lucrative opportunity. And I, I said to them, I said, look, that is not on your path of your business. You're taking off, you're going on a side trail here. And by taking off on this side trail, you're losing focus on your core business and you're not going to achieve the success you need. And after we talked about it and went through it, they realized they're right, that they needed to stay focused because we were making tremendous success on growing their company. So they dropped that idea and just got back onto onto their focus. And it's very easy to get sidetracked when you're growing a company. It is. It is. And a lot, of, a lot of entrepreneurs have that disease anyways, if you will. I mean, that's what made them entrepreneurs in the first place. Uh, you know, attention deficit is, a, is a, uh, a, a needed trait, a necessary trait to be a business owner anyways to start. Now, a- along the way, what are some of the mileposts that business owners will know, okay, now it's time to go out and hire those people? Because I would think what most people would probably be afraid of is, if I if I'm a five or ten million dollar business now and I want to get to a hundred million and I need to hire all these people, where's the cash flow going to come from? You know, I, we really need. Where do we start? I guess is the the question. Well, as you mentioned, one of the things that that we talked about on the last time I was on the show was capital and how capital is the lifeblood of every company. And so, one of the things we do is when we help them put together their plan. In that plan is a strategy on the amount of capital they're going to need to achieve that growth and then where, we're, where they're going to get that capital from because it is important that they do have the capital to grow the company. And there is so many different ways to raise the capital. Um, but unless you've got the plan in place you don't, and, and you've written it out and you've got a real budget put together where you know, okay, here's phase one, phase two, phase three, then you're not going to achieve. And like one of the things we do when we're developing the plan is we develop milestones and we say, okay, you get, we're going to show you how to take your company from whatever level it's at now, you know, to the next level. And we make sure the milestones are all achievable and, and short distance apart so that people can get those wins so they can feel the success as it's happening. And when they do that, they then see how they're going to get to the raising the capital that they need that's going to take their company and kick it up a big notch. And you don't raise all the capital at one time. You raise it in tranches. So maybe the first time you're only raising a hundred or two hundred thousand dollars of capital that's going to accelerate your business to the next level. And from that point, you now turn around and go out and maybe raise five hundred thousand dollars of capital and take it to the next point. And again, there's all different sources of capital out there. In the book that I wrote, Raise Capital Quickly, we talk about over 12 different forms of capital that are available to every entrepreneur, no matter what they're doing. Some of it's equity capital, some of it's debt capital, and there can be mixtures of it. Now, when you start talking with business owners about this, what are some of the biggest roadblocks in their mind, and, and how do you overcome those roadblocks? Well, that's interesting you bring that up because um, I'm actually writing my new book called You Can Build a $100 Million Company, and the the people that I'm coaching are saying, well, gee, you know, that person did it, but that doesn't mean I can do it. And so what we did was we created a subtitle to the book, and the subtitle is With Lessons from 15 Founders of $100 Million-plus Companies. And I've been out interviewing a lot of different uh, founders of companies that have, in most cases, once they hit that, that tipping point, 
they've grown their company far beyond $100 million up into the billion-dollar mark. And um, a lot of these people have no secondary education or maybe only spent one or two years in college. Just because you're an entrepreneur doesn't mean you have to have a master's degree in business to be able to build a $100 million company. And a lot of the people, some of the people in my book have got master's degrees. Some of them have no degrees at all. But they've all achieved success. So the whole idea behind this this portion of the book is we're actually telling the stories of each one of these founders, where they grew up, what type of childhood they had, how they went through whatever education they went through, how they started one, two, three companies. Um, one of my one of the people is David Siegel, who is the president and CEO of Westgate Resorts, which is a multi-billion dollar company today. And he's the sole owner of it. He has no outside investors in the business. Um, but he actually built four other companies before he started Westgate Resorts. And they were mediocre successes, but he also had a lot of problems with them. Uh, and then, but he learned a tremendous number of lessons in those four companies before he started Westgate. And now, I think it's 28 years later, um, he, he now has this multi-billion dollar company that he owns 100% of. It's pretty amazing, isn't it? Well, when you think of a lot of these companies, of course, they're, they started with a dream, and they started with an idea, and then they, they started building and, and things. They probably had some hiccups along the way. What tips or ideas or precautions would you give to business owners who say, yeah, I want to I get started on that right away. What's, what are some of the first things I should do? Well, number one, i I am a big proponent of business coaches. It was business coaches that helped me build the four rapid growth companies that I built. And by the way, I did build over a $100 million company myself. <clears throat> so it was the business coaches that helped guide me and coach me. The second thing is having a really good board of directors. And by having a board of directors, it's got to be a formal board of directors, not just one of these advisory boards. And the, the board has to be comprised of primarily outside board members, not friends and family, not insiders from the company, but outside board members that are going to hold you accountable and really make you step step up and make things happen. Okay, so get uh, get outside help in the form of coaching and board members, people that are substantial. Now, when someone who's not used to having a board of directors or an outside board of directors um, starts thinking, well, who would I ask what would you tell them as far as who they should approach to be on their board of directors? Well, what they want to do is, is in most communities, there's, there's lots of different business associations. And what you want to do is you want to attend some of those and meet some other successful business owners that are not competitors of yours, but that are more successful than you are. And ask them if they'll sit on your board of directors. Now, if you've got a, a $3 million or $5 million company, look for somebody that's got at least a 25 or $50 million company to be on your board. You want people that are going to drag you up to their level, not people that are at the same level you are, because they won't be able to teach you how to grow. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and that's a good point. And uh, I, I just wanted to hear more about that strategy of selecting a board member uh, because they can introduce you to people, uh, they can introduce you, they can come up with ideas, maybe they've been there and done that. Uh, and if someone is saying, well, I'd, I'd be intimidated to talk to them, how would I ask someone to be on that board? Well, you know, the interesting thing is <clears throat> I find that 
just about all business owners are very willing to help and work with other business owners, and, and especially if they're more successful than the, than the smaller company. They want to help. And, you know, I do talk, I talk about business owners because they've got the in-the-trench experience of building the company. But it's also advisable to either have an attorney or a CPA on your board uh, if you've got, you know, some good ones. But, again, you want to get somebody that, that's from a, a substantial firm that's a fairly high-ranking high person because um, if, it's, if it's a young CPA or a young attorney, the, prob- the probability is they don't have enough real-world experience to give you the type of value you really need. And you are correct, by the way. The introductions that you can get from those board members is going to be incredibly important to your continued growth. And you've got to realize that as your company grows, you're going to have to let go of some of these people and move on and and find people that are bigger and stronger and better um, to fill those slots. Good point. So you need to to, uh, uh, strap it up and go go ask somebody big that think strategically who can they introduce you to, get better at work with uh, top-notch advisors because they can also put you into a stream of referrals with, with potentially with their clients or other people they know. So it, that starts with an upgrade of everything you surround yourself with, it sounds like. Correct. And, you know, again, I want to make sure that people are aware this is not something that's a 10 or a 20-year project. This is something where you can make massive changes in two to three years in your business. You can you can grow your business double, triple it in two to three years with the right help and the right advisors. And if you're preparing to exit, you're preparing to retire, don't think that the, the, the game's over. You put all the pieces together, and it can make a heck of a difference when you're trying to exit and the valuation you get for your business when you are exiting. Great information. When's your book due out? Uh, the uh, you can you can build a hundred million dollar company. We're still the publisher and I are still working. We're still finishing up the writing of the book. It will probably be out the first part of next year. And uh, okay. you know we're we're putting it all together. So um, you know for right now, you know people can get uh, a copy of my first book, Raise Capital Quickly, which uh, we set up a link for for you specifically. So they can get a free copy of that book if, if anybody's interested in re- reading that book first. And we'll put that in our show notes. It's is it it's raisecapitalquickly.co or com. Co. Co. Okay. Raisecapitalquickly.co forward slash exit coach. We'll put that in our show notes so you can find it there. But uh, what? Uh, how else would people get in touch with you, William? And what do they find at your website? Well, they can get in touch with me at. Um, the well, they're not going to find a lot at the website because we've just started making all these changes. So there's a lot of things going on. They can, you know, look me up on LinkedIn. They can go to our parent home site, which is Antirion A N T I R I O N dot C O, and they can also go to Build a Hundred Million Dollar Company dot com. Um, and so any one of those places, they can find a lot more information on me. And uh, as I say, anybody that wants to connect with me on LinkedIn, they're more than welcome, or they can go to those either one of those two uh, websites and connect with me from there. I would think someone would, would want to get in touch with you and just because they're intrigued about this $100 million target idea. And a lot of business owners want to think big, but they're, they go to work every day and they're mired down because of the way things are right now, and they need someone to help them see clearly that there's a breakthrough point 
and you can get to that breakthrough point, but there are steps to get there. So I think it's fantastic information and a great service you're doing, and I wish you the best of luck. Uh, is there um, yeah, any any other uh, um, tips or ideas you could give our listeners before we before we depart today? Oh, I, I could talk for hours on this topic. So, um, um, I just I just I guess the best thing I could suggest is contact us. Uh, we have got a lot of information that we're providing for free to people, and uh, we actually one of the things that I do is I offer. Uh, an hour's worth of free consultation. So if they contact me, we'll schedule a time for them, and I'll answer any of the questions that they want um, for free. And uh, there's no obligation. They can they can just ask for it, and we'll give it to them. It's great information. Start a discussion with William DeTemple and grow your company to $100 million. William, thanks very much for joining us. I look forward to the next time, and uh, and hope you have a great day today. Thank you. Thank you, Bill. We're going to take a short break. We'll be right back after this, so please stay tuned. Does thinking about what will happen to your business if you're gone keep you awake at night? Will you get the price you need from your business to carry you through retirement? The BEI Network of Exit Planning Professionals is the world's leading advisor network with the power to help business owners transition out of business on their own timeline and terms. Ask your most trusted advisor to create a BEI plan for you or visit us at ExitPlanning.com. That's ExitPlanning.com. You're listening to ExitCoachRadio.com, the information station for age 50-plus business owners, where we're interviewing top advisors for their best tips, ideas, and precautions. So you can be well planned. We upload new one minute tips every day. ExitCoachRadio.com. Come listen for a minute. Thank you for listening to Exit Coach Radio. 